This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. This life has all been an illusion. Life and death are two sides of the same coin. If the change called death is an illusion, then so is life. Valeria Tellez interviews Tiffany Howard, the author of Tap That Too, Healing the Death Trauma. Tiffany Howard, a personal and spiritual growth teacher, spiritual activist, spiritual counselor, inspirational speaker and author, holds four degrees, including a master's degree in transpersonal psychology with a specialization in spiritual psychology from ITP Sophia University. In 2012 and 2015, she experienced powerful spiritual emergencies or awakenings by way of depression and suicidal thoughts. After these experiences, Tiffany released the prescribed outer world as a criminal defense trial attorney for the inner spiritual journey. While on her spiritual quest, which included experiencing homelessness for four years, Tiffany connected with her gifts of clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. She uses her experiences and diverse training as a lawyer, spiritual psychologist, certified life coach, level two EFT practitioner, and certified Reiki master to reconnect people with oneself, others, the natural world, and the divine mother. Tiffany facilitates workshops and retreats focused on cultivating conscious human development, a vessel through which divine activism emerges to create. Tiffany inspires, impacts, and empowers many around the world to move towards wholeness. Coined the Tapping Lady by a fan, Tiffany has authored three how-to guides to tapping. This EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, tapping book series includes Tap That, Tap Tap, Tracy's Hair, God Made It Special, a children's book, and Tap That Too, Healing the Death Trauma, a Spiritual Grief Tapping Book. Meet Tiffany at TiffanyHoward.com. Here is the interview with Tiffany Howard. In your own words, who is Tiffany Howard? Wow. Okay, great first question. <laughs> who is Tiffany Howard? Hmm. Well, I've come to learn that Tiffany Howard uh, is a personality, and underneath that personality, I'm a living organism. I am life. I'm an expression of the divine, which means I'm a part of the great mystery. I am 
a creator. Um, I'm both everything and nothing at all. How did you come to this understanding, Tiffany? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the work, you know, they're, yeah, they're right. in the spiritual community or new age community. It's the, the language is doing, you hear all the time, do the inner work. You don't really understand what that is until you actually do it. It's not a slogan. It's right. not something you pick up at a weekend workshop. Right. It's actually <laughs> <True>. daily <laughs> practice and, mm -hmm. and, and transforming and going through life. Mm -hmm. So I came to that understanding both through as the buddha says life is the is uh experience is the greatest teacher so through experience yeah. uh through my readings through my uh, educational training so it is a combination of of different things mostly in nature that's when mm. things come to me when i'm out in nature if we are aware, everything becomes the work that you speak of, which I call it healing work. Mm. Yeah, mm. getting to know who we are. So life, life and death. I wanted to ask those questions separate, but um, perhaps I should just ask one question, include both uh, components. What is life to you? And is death the opposite of life? Mm. Great question. What is life? What is life to me? Ah, everything. Uh, life is everything. Life is, it's, it's an honor to be life. I am life. Trees are life. The sky is life. We are both life, humans, along with everything else that's a living being and we get to live life so it's it's if it's a, a a a question of layers not only do we live life but we are life living organisms that go through that have possibility and go through transformation right. and so life for me is ah <laughs> this this great excitement mm -hmm. of surprise and mm -hmm. unknown, and mm -hmm. I'm part of it, right? I'm part of it. We're, we're creating life, and I'm part of the creation of it and creating it. And, and death is also part of life. It's just uh, like if you look at nature and nature goes through cycles, well, death is a cycle of life. It's it's not an ending. It's a continuation. I love the way you say it, you talk about death in your book, tap that tool, healing the death trauma. You refer to death as the change called death and also as an illusion. That is so true. It's just a change. So how did this come to be? How did we become aware that we are life itself in a human body? How did we get to be in a human body in the first place? Mm. Oh, wow. Beautiful, beautiful question. How did we get to be in a human body? Well, from, from my experience, um, 
we are souls. And I don't know if you've ever read uh, the parable, uh, Little Soul in the Sun, uh, Neil Donald Walsh. And he talks about how we are light. We in this place that some people describe as heaven, but I call it home. We're all in this place, little lights. And we want to experience, as Neil Donald Walsh uh, beautifully articulates and writes about the up and down of life, the left and right, the high and low, the, the joy and the pain. So in order to do that, we have to become human. We have to lower our vibration and come to this physical plane in the body vehicle. And that's all it is. The body is just a vehicle because in this plane, in this dimension, there we are in a physical form, human or a tree or a dog or a cat, all forms with souls, right? Do you see that as a choice? A lot of people talk about choice that we choose to be here. So do we also choose to go through the challenges we go through in order to learn something? Oh, beautiful, beautiful question. I believe, yes, I believe we choose our body. We choose to be here. We choose our parents and our siblings. We choose our experiences. We just don't remember when we're here that we have chosen these things, right? Mm -hmm. the, the key is the journey is remembering mm. and remembering if you if you separate the word remember, right. putting back together, uniting. Remembering. Yeah, I'm writing it down, right? Yeah, we also we choose our 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 well in this world because this this the dimension of as we've as humans have created and believe in separation, which we're not. So on this plane, we think we are separate. So we have these these social constructs that we call races. <laughs> so I've also we also choose our experiences in as that particular race. And I say that lightly because I don't believe in I believe race is a social construct, but I believe if you can really really be open to it that we are having experiences as I'm having an experience as an African American. I'm having an experience as a woman. I'm having an experience as a member of the LGBT community. We're having these experiences. The key is to not to identify with, but it acknowledge and accept and be aware that you are just having an experience like mm. eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> right. You're having the experience True. of eating ice cream. Yeah. Oh my God, Tiffany, it's so true. You resonate through all the way. And I wonder if we also chose to forget. Would you Ooh. say so? 
I would say so. Yeah. I would say that's part of the contract. Right. That because what would be the fun in mm-hmm. just knowing it all? <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to True. figure it out. Yeah, that's the fun of it. <laughs> that is, yeah, right. That is the fun of it. You have to forget. <laughs> what about coming here in a, a specific body, as you said, uh, even the race, choosing that? Do you think it has to do with healing, healing our ancestors' pain or some form of pain that happened in the past? I believe so. I I believe in reincarnation and I believe that I, I actually think it's fascinating. I I believe that yes, we we choose because of what you said, one our, our past lifetimes and and our what we what we have a longing to learn and and desires like the Buddha the, the Buddhists speak of desires. So if we have desires as we're transitioning, we come back to fulfill those desires. I've actually done um, past life regression therapy. I know in my last life, I was a white woman with red hair. And what's so interesting is I remember parts of that life and I, how do I say this? In this African-American body, most of my clients and most of the people I resonate with or who resonate with me are European-American. And I believe that's because the vibration of my past life of being a white woman, they feel that I'm familiar to them. How wonderful. Yeah, I keep going back to that word because it is wonderful to have this experience and be aware that's just an experience, as you said. To me, it's a miracle for that to happen. That makes my my heart sing. Mm. <laughs> it's just wonderful to, I keep saying that word because it is, isn't it, Tiffany? It is. It is. It, if, and if we, if we can see it from that perspective because life is how we see things is based on perspective we have a choice and so we can choose which perspective we will we will gaze uh, at life and what happens within our life what we attract if we can look at it from the perspective of i'm having an experience i'm having an experience of fear I'm having an experience of joy. I'm having the experience of of relationship. Then we can understand that everything is not personal. No one's trying to uh, offend us. Um, we are having the experience of being offended. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That is a great insight. We are having the experience of being offended, being angry, or whatever it is. Yes. It's just an experience. Wow. That's what we came here for, right? We came here right. to, to for all of it to have these experiences. It's, so a, true. it's beautiful, wonderful, as you say. Yeah, you mentioned the word perspective. A lot of times I use belief system or beliefs or knowing. Is that possible to move from a space of belief system, of believing in these things, to a knowing? Oh, oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. 
I believe so because I have done it. I've moved from believing to knowing and the way that I I one of my gifts is that I'm clear cognizant, which is clear knowing. So there's some things I just know. Other than that, I have I have ways of knowing and I know from experience Okay, I can read something in a book, but I'm not really knowing. I'm getting the second someone's someone else's experience. It's a secondhand or thirdhand source. I like firsthand experience. In uh, Neil Donald Walsh's book, um, Conversations with God, God says that again, experience is the greatest teacher. So I know. From ex- no one can refute what I know because I know it because I've experienced it. So a belief, knowing goes beyond belief. I interviewed somebody, I don't remember his name now, but he said that it was one of the most, let's say, powerful moments I had talking to somebody when it comes to belief and knowing. He said, I don't believe in God. I know God. Yes. It was so powerful to hear that. Exactly. He was so confident too. They came across the vibration of that truth. And speaking of God, what is your understanding of God? Who is God? Or where is God? Well, I, I, I believe from my experience that, uh, at the level that human beings are, we can't comprehend who, what God is. I can know God through knowing myself, right? And God is to me a, a pointer right? Because God is also infinite intelligence. God is also the divine mother. God is also Allah or Jah, depending on anyone's faith. So the, the, the being or energy or consciousness that represent the pointer or descriptor God is too expansive for the human mind, but you can know God through having relationship with God. You can, because we, we like to give God, um, human characteristics. God is angry. I didn't like that God, that almighty God growing up as a child. I I fought that God. (laughs) That's not the God that I've come to know. Um, So, wow, that is actually a great question. But like I said, I don't believe we can comprehend God. God is too expansive. And God, like us, is forever evolving, right? Because we are the expression of the divine. And as we evolve and expand, my belief is so does the divine. So there can never be a conclusion that this is God. God is forever 
infinite, evolving, and so are we. We can never truly know ourselves fully, completely, because we're forever evolving. So you wrote the book, Tap That Tool, Healing the Death Trauma. Two initial questions, Tiffany. How did you become a writer? And what was the inspiration and intention of writing your book? Mm. How did I become a writer? I I didn't. Uh, ah, okay, so I decided to follow only God's voice. I decided to surrender my will for God's will, which was very challenging. And so the book, the book was channeled as are all my books. I didn't know I was going to be a writer, but my guides, uh, told me, write this book. <laughs> yes, just do it. <laughs> you know, so the book came, I was just the vessel, the book came through me. And it's interesting because um, a book on healing the death trauma, oh my God, I was terrified of death. So the inspiration came, it was healing, as you mentioned, healing. It was an opportunity for me to heal my fear of death and to help other people to heal their fear of, of death. It, it, It was actually quite strange. I, I wouldn't have ever thought I'd write a book on death, but I knew that I, I was forming a relationship with death and that it was my purpose to have a more comfortable, accepting, open relationship with death. So I don't, I don't know. I was just doing what I was called to do. I love this topic, as I mentioned off record. It is a very important topic, death and um, dying, not just death itself, but some people have called the art of dying, the process of dying, dying at peace. So this is such a beautiful topic, one of my favorites, self-love and death. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you the question about, yeah, I never heard about death trauma. I know it makes sense now that you put those words together. So Talk to me about what death trauma is and about your experience with death and mm. trauma. Oh, wow. Wow. Death trauma, something that we as human beings cannot cope with. And it leaves an imprint. Imprint and blockage in our energy. Uh, our cellular memory uh, causes us to remain, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, it, it, it causes some kind of tearing or blockage or gray matter forms in our energetic body. So death 
Actually, the title, I didn't come up with the title either. My guides gave me the title. I just like, okay, in death trauma. I Okay, yeah, healing the death trauma. Because we have that because of fear. It becomes, depending on our experience with it, our, our first experience, it becomes a trauma. And how society looks at it perpetuates the trauma. For you, how did that start? What was your first experience or the most traumatic experience when it comes to losing the body? Mm. Uh, as I write about in the book, my when I was a little kid, yeah. I don't know how old, eight, nine, I think that's what I said, eight, nine. Um, I may have been a little bit older, but my grandmother transitioned. And I remember being at the funeral and, and no one around me, not my mom, my dad, yeah. my my great grandmother, um, who um, she was still alive. So it's her daughter. No one in my family talked to me about death and what was going on. And I remember being at the funeral and my great grandmother saying, Tiffany, come up, come with me. Do you want to see your grandmother? She didn't allow me to respond. She just walked me up to the casket. And I'm like, oh, what? I had so many questions. And there was this, this clear covering over her. And I'm like, why is she behind that glass? And why does she, is she asleep? And they kept saying she's going home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's going home. This is her home. Right. And they'll say, you'll see her again. And I'm like, okay, what, tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, will when? I see her? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <No>. when? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's cute. So, yeah, I know. so I was I was trauma. I, I didn't know. I was terrified. And she had makeup on. And I'm like, well, why is she sleeping with this makeup on? And it's too, it, 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 it terrified me because it, it, I'll just be honest, but I'm like, my grandmother looks like a sleeping clown. And in the clown, it just didn't, I couldn't feel anything from that, from it, you know? So I, it was fearful because no one would discuss it. It was like it was taboo and we can't talk about this. And I remember that night I slept with my great grandmother because I heard people, adults talking about how my grandmother may come back, her her spirit may come back. Her, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I hope she doesn't come back to me tonight. <laughs> You're already afraid. <laughs> True. <laughs> That was that was great. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, the innocence of um, of the mind of somebody who had this um, immense potential to wake up, right, for this truth, deep truth. That's interesting. So you're speaking from that mind that didn't know yet how to get there. And that's what happens to most of us, not just as children, but as adults. We don't know how to get to those deep understandings about what life is all about. Where do we go after death? So talk to me for a moment, Tiffany, about the fear of death. Why is that? Do we have a reason to fear at all? No, we don't. It's an irrational, again, from my perspective, it's yeah. an irrational fear. It's an irrational fear. It, we're really fearing the unknown. And for some people, they're fearing 
They, they believe based on their experiences that there's suffering involved. So they fear that. And they hear all these stories. People have, again, other people's experiences and they identify with the experiences. So they're afraid. And it is our society wants to avoid death, hide from death, defy death. There's a trillion dollar death defiance, defiance industry in the United States of these billionaires wanting to live forever as if there's death is a dirty word and there's this taboo because no one wants to discuss it. People just want to avoid it, but it's unavoidable, right? <laughs> We're not getting un- out of here alive. <laughs> no. I wonder if uh, it affects the soul once the way we die. Would you say so? That let's say if we have a traumatic death, a car accident, or something that's really painful, would that affect the soul at some level or not really? Um, it, I believe I would say yes and no. I, it depends on. I have no idea what what that person's soul has come to learn. Some people are some people die without having a consciousness of of what they are experiencing because they choose not to grow beyond their level of consciousness whatever that may be. And we've heard that We've been told that no one knows when they die. It's a mystery. Well, okay. Whoever's listening to this, they may think I'm crazy, but this is what has come to me because of my journey with death, being curious about it. And there was a point where I just had to know because I had it. There was an incident with someone I loved. But anyway, that's a. Um, I asked. As I continued to evolve, I asked my guides to show me my death. First, I asked, is it appropriate for me to know how I died? And I got a yes. Then I said, please show me my death because I was already feeling, I had a knowing of how I was going to die. I had a knowing and I just wanted it to be confirmed. And um, I, I was shown an image of myself in my bed. Uh, I was already prepared for it. I was dressed. I dressed myself. Um, and I, I died uh, asleep with a smile on my face. Wow. No suffering. Yeah. Uh, and the number that came to me was age 88. Age 88, did you find out the meaning of that? Mm. Well, my life path, path number is eight. Eight is a number of, uh, of abundance. Mm, yeah. And um, eight and eight is 16. One plus six is seven. <laughs> seven is the number of heaven saying, well done. Yeah. That's divine awareness, right? Divine awareness. Yes. Would you say that now, as of today, you're not afraid of death? 
Would you say that confidently? I will say that confidently that I am curious. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that I am I don't want to say you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I'm fascinated by this. I want to be aware that I'm leaving my body because I've actually seen it. I've had experiences with my master teacher who was my 16-year-old chihuahua. He allowed me to see him transition. And I will tell you, Valeria, oh my God, the we are told we are light. We, oh, I saw it. He, he had the light in his eyes and then his little legs start kicking. And I saw his soul come up, detaching from the body. And then his eyes went dim, the spark. And I was like, oh, what an honor. What a sacred honor. This is so beautiful. Yeah, it is sacred, that moment. Um, yes. Wow. And another question that I often don't ask because I don't have these conversations too often <laughs> is the meaning of death or the way we die. Do you believe in the meaning behind that? I believe we choose the way in which we die. Oh, yeah. So that is the meaning, really. It that was a is choice. the meaning. That is the, cho that is the choice, exactly. Yeah. That we choose the way in which we die. Yeah. We choose when, even though we may not remember it. That's why people say, oh, you can never know. Well, I don't. If you really think about this world, we, there are a lot of things we said, oh, you can never know that. But you can, because that's the nature of life. That's the nature of being spiritual beings and being connected to the creator. Right. If you want to know, you can know. The mind cannot know. The mind cannot understand, right, Tiffany? Yes. The rational mind. That is The rational mind, exactly. Yeah, cannot comprehend that. Cannot comprehend that, exactly. Because all knowledge, a lot of knowledge, and depending on what type of knowledge, can be dangerous for some people who are not ready. We yes. all, yeah, experiencing different levels of consciousness. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, this beautiful dance of compassion, really, for those who know what life is all about. Like you, you have experienced even the, the afterlife, and I mean, as we know it. So it's beautiful the way you speak and, and coming from that place of love. So it's easier for you to be compassionate. So and not to tap into um, their fear, because I have done that before with my husband. And by talking about these things, I noticed fear arising. And that was not really the purpose and the intention of the conversation. But then it happened. So I learned my lesson not to expose some of these truths. So in your book, you say, we create our lives and we create our death. This life has all been an illusion. Life and death are two sides of the same coin. If the change called death is an illusion, then so is life. How do you manage to understand that or to you know, explain even how is life as we know it an illusion? Mm, great question. Great question. And I've I've reflected on that, that life is an illusion many, many times. And still, I can, when I, from my experience, I can see, I've seen 
myself in three different dimensions. That's why I can say life is an illusion. I've looked out. If you look, I don't know how to explain this, but people who know what I'm speaking of, they will understand. You can sort of gaze at, at, in a direction and you can see a veil. It's very thin and clear. But you have to gaze at it a certain way and you have to be open and you cannot be afraid. You have to be ready. And when you see that, you will see that everything, it's a hologram. You know, I sometimes I go, like I said, I go out in nature. And if I have to, depending on where I am in the world, if I'm walking in a park When I'm so connected, I can see a car driving by and the thought comes into my mind, what is that monster looking thing? Because I'm not, I'm I'm not in my body. I'm not, I'm remembering a place that's not earth. So what I'm seeing, which is a truck, doesn't appear to be a truck to me. It's foreign. And that's because I'm going between dimensions and world and and these worlds and I have to come back. You're on Earth and that is called an automobile. So that's what I mean about illusion. And and you can't say that to everyone because they won't understand it and they'll be fearful. But it's. We're all we're creating this. We're creating life as we go along with our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our energy. So it's there's a reality and then there's our reality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. A dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. That's it. It's a waking dream. Beautiful term. Thank you. It's a waking dream dream we're dreaming but awake right and then we go in dream time when we call it sleep right you know dream time is another level of dreaming it really feels that way yeah it's interesting and it feels a lot more this way when i create the um what try to create the experience of out-of-body experience by meditation or hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. do you also create these experiences or they happen spontaneously? Well, um, they happen now that I've, I've completely surrendered to this path. Um, it happens spontaneously. And I can tell you, especially when I'm, when I'm, sound healing when I'm participating in sound healing. Oh my goodness. I, so many times I'm just gone. I'm gone somewhere and people literally have to help me come back into my body because I don't want, I didn't really want to be in the body. I finally accepted that I have to be here on earth because I know I'm not from earth um, so I can easily, uh, easily leave my body. I, I had a, uh, Reiki healing session and I left 
my body. Actually, I was going home, okay, and this warm energy came up and said, it's not your time. Well, the, the, my, the Reiki master, who was my first spiritual teacher, she said she had been calling out my name for five to ten minutes. Tiffany, Tiffany, come back. And she said, you just had tears flowing down your face. I didn't want to come back because it's beautiful. It's nothing but love there. But I had to come back because my work was not done here. So it's easy for me because that's where I want to be. So we're almost at the end and I have so many notes here, way too many. Talk to me for a moment about the tapping exercise and the tapping system. I have heard about it, but not in such a way. Uh, for Well, it is used for um, fear. I know um, stress, reduction, anxiety, so many things. But how do you use tapping exercise for the fear of death or to recover or uncover the death trauma? Ah, thank you. Great question. Great question. So fear, like all emotions, um, well, we I say all emotions because we've separated, but there's really fear and love. And then they're, this, they're, they're siblings, they're children, right? So fear and the fear, children, frustration and, and sorrow, those are the children of fear. So they're all, it's, they're just energy right? So energy can be blocked. We can block energy within the body temple, right? So it needs to be moved. If it's not, it doesn't have a way to express itself, right? We haven't learned how to express fear or anger. So if fear doesn't have a way to express itself, it stays contained in the body and creates dis-ease, so we have to process fear um, in a healthy way. You can process fear in, in, in many ways through, through movement, through uh, art. Um, and one of the ways, and there are many ways, but one of the ways is tapping, which is formerly known as EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. Uh, and Gary Craig is the founder of EFT. So tapping, it, it works the same way. It comes from the Chinese medical system. It works the same way as um, acupuncture, um, except that it's acupressure and it is talk therapy. So you're tapping on, I'll try not to use a lot of you know terms that are scientific, but you're tapping on meridians. So we have meridians throughout our body, okay, 12 main meridians, and the meridians have energy currents, they're energy currents, and there are um, parts of our body or areas on our body where there are endpoints, which are really the, the opening, the end of the energy where it can be manipulated, Okay, so if you tap instead of using needles as an acupuncture, you tap with your fingertips, acupressure, and then you talk about what you are afraid of. That's the talk therapy. That's the psych, the psychology. You're tapping, moving the energy out, being honest about what you are afraid of. 
And that helps the energy to move. It, it, it connects the, the spirit, mind, and body all working together. Because what you're doing are you are moving, peeling back layers. You are releasing the baggage. You're releasing the energy trauma of death. You're releasing the fear. That sounds really great to me. Uh, and I have heard about it, the um, EFT. Yes, I did speak to some people. Tapping system. I never used myself, but wow. Yeah, the way they say it is just, um, I mean, you saying and everybody says it's just a very powerful and profound experience, a healing experience that comes from them. So that's great to know again, because I'm always looking for those um, simple yet profound healing methods yes. that can help us. Yeah. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book, Tiffany? Uh, I would just like to add, uh, if people are interested in tapping, because I just gave a little bitty introduction, a brief introduction in tapping, um, I, I will t I will just say, give the experience of how powerful and transformative it, it is. I had a, a client, a lady that came to me and she wanted to, she would always go to these um, all you can eat buffets. So she wanted me to help her with her challenge of eating, her eating disorder. Well, in our session in tapping on this challenge um, this eating disorder and, and trying to get to the root of why she was going to these all, you know, all you can eat buffets. It came up in the session. She remembered that uh, when she was a child and whenever there was stress in the family, she would eat. And they wouldn't discuss anything. Her family wouldn't discuss anything, but they would eat. And so that came to her. But then there was something else that came to her with the tapping because it uncovers so much. So you have to be careful and make sure you're working with someone who really knows what they're doing. What came up was that she was molested as a child. You see, it keeps it helps you to peel back the layers that you keep discovering things that have been hidden right. about yourself from yourself in your subconscious mind. Yeah, that's a, such an important work. Um, as we talked earlier about doing the inner work, the healing work, it's so yes. important. Thank you, Tiffany, for everything, your beautiful presence, your work, your words, uh, the way peace come out of them. Your body can be felt. It's really beautiful. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you. What is another word for healing? Mm, love. <laughs> yeah, love. Yeah, that resonates true. Yes, a billion times to love. <laughs> Even the limited idea we have about love, it's acceptable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then my last question is, what are three things about life and death you know for sure as of this moment? Mm. Oh, three things about life and death that I know for sure. Uh, hmm. Life continues and it, it's infinite. Yeah. Both life and, and death being the same 
are beautiful and sacred and wondrous. And the last, hmm, that we must be grateful Mm -hmm. that we got this one lifetime, this this experience, this chance, this opportunity to be here and connect with each other, with all of existence. It's, it's, it's humbling yeah. and it requires gratitude. You have to bow down and just be grateful for being here no matter what you're going through. Know mm-hmm. that it's an honor to be here. Yeah, what a powerful and empowering message, yeah, to be, not just to know, but to be reminded of. That's just a reminder for me, too. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany, again. You're most welcome. Thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that question. Yes. Uh, My website at uh, TiffanyHoward.com. And um, my first name is spelled a little different, but it's T-Y-F-F-A-N-Y. I have all my books on my website. You you can purchase them at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any uh, bookstore. And all of my uh, offerings are also on my website. I have a YouTube channel where I I share what what the divine asked me to share in the world. So <laughs> um, there. Yeah, Go I'll ahead. Ha- I'll have the link of your website will be on your podcast profile. Thank you again, Tiffany, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. I honor you. And I appreciate you. I honor everything about you, everything about your consciousness, your wisdom, your heart. It's just beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Thank you again. We'll talk soon. Bye for now, Tiffany. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tiffany Howard and her work, please visit TiffanyHoward.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.